This is my creation, the blog of Michael Aruda. Grab your favorite beverage and pull up a chair. Today, I am reviewing the new horror movie, The Last Voyage of the Demeter. The new horror movie, The Last Voyage of the Demeter 2023, has a lot of things going for it. It's exceedingly atmospheric. It's setting a ship at sea during the 1890s amid violent storms and turbulent seas is perfect for a terror tale. It's directed by Andre Overdahl, who gave us the excellent horror movie, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark for 2019. It's well acted, and it's based on one chapter from Bram Stoker's classic novel, Dracula. The chapter it's based on is the one which describes Dracula's voyage from Transylvania to London on board the ship, the Demeter. It's actually a chapter within a chapter, but you get the idea. Written as a captain's log, it makes for one of the more chilling chapters in the book as Dracula emerges each night to feed on and subsequently terrify the crew. Which brings me to the one thing the last voyage of the Demeter has going against it, which in my mind is an elephant in the room, which is, if you are familiar with the novel, and most horror fans are, you know the ending. You know the fate of the Demeter. So for me, while I was excited about a story which would flesh out this very creepy chapter from Dracula and turn it into an entire movie, I also hoped there would be something more, some aspect that would make this story, this movie, stand on its own. The good news is there is such a stamp in this story which makes it stand on its own. And while it is a fairly predictable one, I was grateful for it all the same. And so, taken as a whole, the last voyage of the Demeter is a darn fine horror movie, even if, going in, you pretty much know how it will end. The last voyage of the Demeter is really the story of a man named Clemens, played by Corey Hawkins, a person of color who studied to become a doctor, but because of the color of his skin, can't get the opportunity to practice medicine. He's disillusioned with the ways of the world, and with a chip on his shoulder, he wants to do whatever he can to work towards making the world a place that makes sense. He can't even get accepted as part of the crew of the Demeter, but when he saves the captain's grandson, Toby, played by Woody Norman, when a crate being loaded onto the ship nearly falls on the boy, and the ship finds itself down a man, he's given a second chance and is taken on board as a sailor and ship's doctor. Later, a stowaway is found on board, a woman named Anna, played by Aisling Franciosi, half dead and drained of blood, and after some successful blood transfusions, she tells Clemens, that a terrible menace is on board with him. And once the vampire emerges from his box of earth and the ship's hold, 
and begins feeding on the crew, Clemens, the captain, played by Liam Cunningham, the first mate, played by David Dasmalchian, and the rest of the crew have to fight for their survival. And in Clemens' case, the fiery chip on his shoulder makes him see Dracula as one more threat the world has thrown at him, and he has every intention of fighting back and killing the vampire. Of course, if Clemens had seen any, any Dracula movies before, he'd know that you can't kill a vampire because they're already dead. They're undead. But all joking aside, it's a compelling plot point and sets up the second half of the movie quite nicely. And it gives the movie something more than just the frightened crew struggling to survive concept. Clemens views Dracula as yet another predatory oppressor who's trying to stop him from living his life, and he'll be damned if he's going to let that happen without a fight. Director Andre Overdahl does a nice job with the directing duties. He can't beat the atmosphere here, as there are many stormy scenes at sea, lots of thunder and lightning, and huge menacing waves. This fog-shrouded decks, creaky wooden planks, and eerie shadows and figures in the dark. It doesn't go heavy on the gore, and it's also not as scary as it could be. While I liked the overall feel Overdahl gave this movie, there were several points where I expected it to get really scary. The sequence where the vampire goes after young Toby, for example, and it just doesn't. It's pretty conservative with its scares. Screenplay by Braji F. Shute and Zach Okowitz, based on the one chapter in Dracula by Bram Stoker, is decent enough. I like the story it created around main character Clemens as it made this movie stand on its own rather than just being about crew members on a ship being victims for Dracula. I also enjoyed how it took a 19th century story and gave his audience a black man and a peasant woman as two of his main characters. It also did a nice job capturing the feel and flavor of the Demeter chapter in Stoker's novel, which is unlike the rest of the book. The novel is told through first-hand accounts by its major characters in the form of diaries, journals, and letters. The Demeter chapter is told through the ship's log, written by the captain, who's not a main character in Dracula. So as such, unlike other characters in the novel, the captain has no idea who or what they are dealing with on the ship. Both Shute and Okowitz have their share of impressing writing credits. Shoot wrote the screenplay for the enjoyable action horror movie Season of the Witch from 2011, which starred Nicolas Cage, and he co-wrote the screenplay for another decent action horror movie, Escape Room, from 2019. Okowitz co-wrote the screenplay for Netflix's Fear Street Part 2, 1978, from 2021, and she wrote the screenplay for the very popular Bullet Train 2022, starring Brad Pitt. Corey Hawkins, as Clemens, makes for an admirable hero. His backstory as a black man who has been persecuted and put down because of the color of his skin resonates and makes you root for him even more when he decides he's not going to let Dracula get the better of him. We've seen Hawkins before in Black Klansman 2018 and in Kong Skull Island 2017. Aisling Franciosi is decent enough as Anna, the young stowaway brought on the ship by Dracula to be his personal source of blood on the voyage. The rest of the cast is solid. Liam Cunningham, 
who played Davos Seaworth on Game of Thrones from 2012 to 2019, makes for a wise and seasoned ship's captain who eventually becomes unraveled by the deaths around him. And David Desmalchian, who is always watchable, is a fine first mate. We just saw Dasmalchian in Oppenheimer 2023, and he was also very memorable as Polka Dot Man in DC's The Suicide Squad from 2021. I also love the powerful music score by Bear McCreary, famous for his music score on the TV show The Walking Dead from 2010 to 2022. One thing I wasn't crazy about here was the film's depiction of Dracula. Dracula is arguably the most iconic horror character of all time, and for him to be reduced to pretty much a silent monster in a movie, to me, is a missed opportunity. But it's not all bad, and I didn't hate this interpretation. For one thing, it is consistent with the chapter in Dracula. It's how the captain and crew saw the vampire, which is to say they didn't really see him all that much. He was in and out of the shadows. And also, some of the scenes showing the rat-like, bat-like Dracula brought to mind similar scenes from the silent classic Nosferatu in 1922, although nothing in The Last Voyage of the Demeter is as eerily frightening as Max Schreck's Count Orloff in the silent German classic. I really enjoy The Last Voyage of the Demeter. It's not as innovative or as shocking as the recent Australian horror movie Talk to Me, also from 2023, but as an atmospheric chiller, it is reminiscent of the classic Hammer films of old, and as such, for horror fans especially, it's enjoyable and satisfying, a worthy fleshing out of one of Bram Stoker's more chilling chapters in Dracula. I give it three stars, which is to say it is very good. End.